another episode of Culture Sports. And yes, yes, yes. Finally, the Colts got a victory. It took us a week four. <laughs> we got it done. And Tyler Eagles, whoo, tough, tough, tough week again. But before we start, guys, please hit the subscribe button. And Tyler, where can they find you at? You can find me at uh, TM Catering 8591 on Instagram. Bars. Order your food. It's order your food because we're the best. I'm telling you. Bars. All right. So, recapping, you know, Colts versus Dolphins. Um, one thing I finally, I've been testing to since the beginning of the season run the goddamn ball. And granted, Jonathan Taylor only ran, rushed for 16 yards, but those 16 yards got us 100 yards and Oh, about damn time we ran the ball. You know, Jonathan Taylor is easily, you know, a, a top 10 back in the NFL. Once you get the rushes, it makes Carson Wentz life much easier. But before I go on to other things, the offensive line, um, it's our biggest weakness on the team right now. We cannot block for Carson Wentz. Granted, Carson Wentz had a very good game. I believe he, he was over 70% uh, completion, completion percentage and had over 200 yards, two touchdowns. But the key thing, zero turnovers. Right now, our left tackle, Eric Fisher, came back about, I believe, week two, week three, and has given him more sacks already as D Davenport. Davenport is atrocious. Right yeah. now, he got benched for Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor was doing good, but remember, he's not really a starter, so we got to keep the rotation going. But every time Carson Wentz has a solid three seconds, it's magic out there. He was very efficient. Michael Pittman, as, you know, T.Y. being gone, he's been, you know, showing that he can easily be a number one receiver. And once T.Y. comes back, you know, our offense can definitely fly up. Um, right now, I read that not until week seven will we have our entire starting offensive line back. That is not good. And the one thing that's scary right now is that we're one and three. And Monday, we have a key game against the Ravens. But I'll talk about that later. Right now, we need to get the ball rolling because, like I said earlier, uh, a few weeks ago, by the time we get offensive line healthy, we might be able to play out the playoff picture right now. That's one thing I'm scared about. So right now, we need to, you know, gather these wins for the next couple of weeks until we get off offensive line. Uh, I read today that Brandon Smith might play on Sunday. Right now, he was injured. I think for a little, I believe it was a foot injury. He's our right tackle, and we need to get Davenport the hell out of here. Eric Fisher, I know he's coming off of the Kelly injury, which is you know pretty serious injury for an offensive line. But I feel like within you know due time of the season, I feel like he's you know you know get his game back and stop those <laughs> those those hits on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is right now is still leading the league at QB hits. Besides our offense, they're really good. You know, one thing we need to work on is when we get to the red zone, which we got there a lot during the game, is that we need to score touchdowns. Granted, we played the Dolphins, and Jacoby Cassette is not, a, you know, an okay quarterback, but we played elite quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, um, Tom Brady. Although all quarterbacks that can really score, we're, we're going to be a long day, and we need to be able to score when we get to the red zone. Right now, we, I believe we're in the bottom 30 of the NFL when it comes to red zone scoring, and that's, that's not good. Defensive-wise, we, we stepped it up, but like I said before, we played Jacoby Brissett. But in the fourth quarter, when Jacoby started going down the field, Parker was eating us alive. Granted, I know we're playing soft coverage because, you know, we just all want to protect the lead. But if we were to play, you know, a, a, a solidified quarterback, Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, we're going to be in for a long day. Our corners right now, I feel like it's a weakness right now in, in our defense. Darius Slender, like, he's, he's been coming up little by little, you know, coming to the old Darius Slender from that ankle surgery. So I feel like eventually he'll get back to that. But we're missing a key injuries in, in, in our defense. But eventually they'll come back week by week. So we'll be back in our defense. Um, yeah. <laughs> we was up, I think, about 10 points or really 17 in the fourth quarter. And Dolphins start making a little run. I'm like, oh, my God, please, please. I just need <laughs> 
a one win victory. I am tired of stressing out every goddamn week. But as of right now, we we played a quarter of, of our schedule. Right now, we're one and three, which is not good. But right now, we I, I like to look things at you know percentage wise. Right now, we played twenty five percent of our games. The next twenty five percent, I want to see how we do. And right now, you know we definitely had a tough five game stretch. But right, right after this, we we hit some you know easier opponents in, in a few weeks. So hopefully, we can rack up those wins because right now this division is very very wide open with especially with us. Uh, Tennessee losing last week to the Jets. But right now, if we can pile up the wins, I definitely we, we can make a little run. And one thing about Carson Wentz, I'm going to say this to Tyler, this time last year, he was, I think, 500. I think I'm at 900 yards, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. This year alone, he has about, I think, similar by 900 yards, five touchdowns. But here's the key thing, one interception. He is taking care of the ball, which is a key, key thing. And, I feel like him, Frank and Wright, you know, getting that commodity again. You know, remember, Carson Wentz messed with a, a shit ton of time during the offseason. And right now, he's basically still in offseason mode right now, you know, catching up in practice and all that stuff. And I think little by little, we're going to get that, you know, in the rhythm again. How I was in 2017. Remember, he did hurt both his ankles, but right now he's doing better. And Carson Wentz is going to play again. One thing I love about Carson Wentz, he is a warrior. And right now, he's been playing great, great, protecting the football. And I truly love it. And I just can't wait for next week. But I'm going to be a little biased with the Colts. Um, I feel like we're going in a little mini run, you know, get above 500. I mean, once upon a time, a few years ago, we did start one and five, and we finished right in the playoffs. I think we finished nine straight wins. It's that same scenario, but I feel like we could, you know, do, you know, duplicate, you know, that type of um, energy. And right now, the sky's the limit with the Colts. Right now. As right now, people coming back from injury little by little, I feel like we could definitely make a, a good run during um, this year in the, in the season. Um, Tom, I'll throw it to you. Tough weekend for the Eagles. Oh, it's on me, man. Um, yeah, it's what, – what is there to say? It's what you see is what you get pretty much. Like, what you're seeing out on the field is what we're getting back. It's poor drafting, poor management, um, no cornerbacks. Pretty much the only cornerback, like Darius Lake, he's bragging about how good he's been doing lately. Pretty much throwing his teammate under the bus, so that's going to cause some controversy down the road. So it's – it's hard, man. It's a, it's a real challenging, uh, real challenging moment right now. And uh, Jalen Hurts is actually playing pretty good. Um, he he had a couple games where he, uh, where he was struggling and stuff, especially first the Cowboys and everything like that. But um, he showed that he's a, he's a tough kid. He's he can handle adversity. He's only I think like, what, eight, nine, ten games in, if that, counting last season. Um, but he showed he can. Uh, He's he can be a good quarterback. He's not showing he's top of the elite and up there with like Brady and them, but he's showing he can be definitely be a good quarterback. Then again, he's young too, so with more time and experience, who knows he can become a franchise quarterback. But as it looking right now, it's 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 hard because he's playing well, but the but them having a losing record, it's not going well for them. And um, yeah, Miles Sanders. Uh, I don't know what's. I don't even know what's going on with Miles Sanders. Uh, it looks like our backup is actually doing a lot more than him. He had one. Miles Sanders had one great run, and that was against what the Chiefs or something like that. Maybe when he ran like seventy-two yards almost or something like that. He had a big game, and it's that was it. But then that goes back to Nick Sirianni. Like I was actually pretty excited for Nick Sirianni coming in because again, him being with the Colts and everything, to see how he was able to handle him with a. Uh, with Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and all that since Andrew Luck's uh, retirement, and he did really well. But then it's it's more to find out when um, 
he, when he was on the offensive coordinator, it turns out he wasn't making play calls. It was Frank Wright or something like that. So like he never had a real actual, like learn how to make play calls. And that's what they're saying, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty hard right now. It's a uh, Nick Sirianni's just um, pretty much what you were saying, Kevin, run the damn ball, like just run the ball. Like you're doing what pretty much Doug Peterson was doing. Just um, you run the ball a couple of times and then you're throwing it 40 times. Like, I know it's the the passing game is the new era of the of the NFL, but you can't have your quarterback throwing it 40, 60 times a game. Like your arm is eventually going to give out. Like these guys are not uh, MLB pitchers and stuff like that. They don't have the arm capacity for that. Like you have to learn how to save your your uh, your talent. And with him not running the ball, he's uh, not saving Jalen Hurts. He's actually hurting him pretty much, I think. And um, the defense, what what can I say? We never dropped a linebacker. Like. The last time we draft a linebacker, I think, was in the 60s or something like that, or in the 70s. Like, we don't draft a linebacker, which is like, I don't understand why we don't. And me personally, I know like everyone's all excited for uh, Devontae Smith that we got, but I would have took uh, Michael Persons from Penn State. Look, look what he's doing with the Cowboys. Since we needed that someone in the middle of the field, and look what look what happened. He was actually playing linebacker. Demarcus Lawrence goes down with a broken foot. They move him to defensive end. He's actually even better as a defensive end, and he's just showing that he can play both positions. And that's exactly what the Eagles needed. They passed up on for a big name, I think. Although Devontae Smith had a great game last week, he had seven receptions, 122 yards, and stuff like great game. But it's just like let's see how you can keep that consistent. Like because Eagles never had a consistent receiver since Terrell Owens. I don't know if you want to, people want to count Alshon Jeffrey or anything like that, but you want to talk about consistent. It was Tio with the best receiver we ever had in Philly. And right now for the Eagles, it's not looking good for them. They're just, they're going on a downward spiral fast. And I think uh, Jeffrey Lurie is pulling um, uh, the, the owner, uh, Jerry, Jerry Jones, he's pulling like what Jerry Jones does after practice every day, always has his nose into everything. It's pretty much just step back and let the coach handle everything. Like you don't have to be in every little scheme that's going on there. And I think that's also hurting the Eagles right now. And I don't even see a playoff run for them. I really don't. Uh, they're already one in four. I think they are. And they face the Carolina Panthers next. When I have the Carolina actually beating the Eagles, although you see me wearing an Eagles jersey, that might surprise a lot of people. But it's just showing what they've been giving us the past three or four weeks. And the only great game they had was against Atlanta. And Philly fans went crazy over that, talking about playoffs, Super Bowl, this and that. Nick Sirianni can coach all this. He can coach great. He loses the next three games. Oh, he can't coach. He can't do this. He needs to be fired. Like, to me, Philly fans just can't make up their minds at the time what they really want and how they feel. So I think that's also hurting we're actually hurting ourselves just by being complete assholes like that. I think we just need to accept what's happening. This is a rebuild year. Take it on the chin and just accept for what the season's going to be and come back next year strong. But that's my take on the Eagles situation right now. I think uh, they have the potential to be better, but as of right now, like they're not. I don't see anything bright future for them. All right, well – it's been a tough time, but hey, uh, Tyler, we have we have the same record right now, one and three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so we're gonna move on to uh, part two of the show when we do our predictions against our next week's opponent. Right now, the Colts face the Ravens Monday night, and I forgot. I was thinking about yesterday, man. Sunday, I'm gonna be stressed out. One o'clock, I'm like, oh my gosh. So something like you know, Kevin, check the schedule, and I'm like, oh shit, we play Monday night against the Ravens. I'm like, oh my god. 
one thing about this game, I am truly petrified against Lamar Jackson, not for passing because of rushing. For the past few weeks, um, Brian and Tenner, we played the Titans, killed us on, on the QB rush. Mike Bennett, everything, uh, um, potential broke down. He ran it. For some reason, we cannot stop this, man. I'm like, Brian Tenner is not that fast. And every time, like, there were times where the linebacker defensive players could have to make a tackle because they didn't want to hit him so hard because, you know, if the quarterback hard, guess what? You get a penalty. So they were there missing a lot of key tackles. And the last week, same thing too with Jacoby when um, protection was breaking down on him. He ran out and, you know, got a bunch of first downs with his legs. I'm like, yeah, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to say right now, he's going for 100 yards against us rushing. He is going to cook us. Unless Darius Leonard plays QB spot or something or QB contain, my goodness, Lamar Jackson is going to eat us alive. And one thing I'm scared too is that we can't guard fast receivers. You know, Tyler Lockley cooked us up. Cooper Cup cooked us. Um, Parker cooked us. And right now, um, Hollywood, you, you, we all saw that 40-yard bomb against the yeah. Broncos. It's going to happen again against us. I, yeah, I, I'm already stressing out. Like, here we go, 40 yards. <laughs> like, I'm already expecting it. But I feel like, you know, we got – Carson Wentz, when he got that victory, he was like, yo, come here, rip that off my back, take off that monkey off me. I'm like, maybe, you know, right now he's calm right now. He's like, he finally got that pressure off him to finally get a win. Since a very long time, I feel like what he got benched around what early November last year or something like that, late October. So he had something he like that, I believe. He has gotten a win over a year, so I feel like that right there is a monkey off his back right now. He can you know play calm, he can play his game now. And I feel like you know, since we got that, um, first victory, I feel like Frank Rising again has had like you know, better quick pay calling. And he saw you know, what was rushing running the ball last week, <laughs> it worked. And... Right now, I feel like the Colts will play a, a you know a balanced game right now with you know, Jonathan Taylor first, Carson Wentz, and I feel like you know that that victory you know took took that pressure off of us. And I'm gonna be biased. I'm going to coach this weekend, but I'm going with Lamar Jackson cooking us with the rushing. I feel like it'll be a close game. Ravens right now they have they've been winning a bunch of games even with you know half their team injured. So but kudos you know for good coaching you know and developing players you know be having them ready for you know. That next man up mentality, which is truly great, and definitely right now, I feel like you know the Colts got that first win. I feel like, you know that pressure's off them. Right now, they could just focus on them, try to play calling. Right now, one thing I need to say though is, right, this game right here is a big testament for us. Like, how do we fare against a quality team after a, a, a good road victory? Right now, we once you get to the red zone, we have to score touchdowns. Like I said before, Lamar Jackson is going to cook us on the run. And Hollywood's gonna blow a pass by us. I feel like this is gonna be a, uh, a shootout game. And you can't win shootout games when you're going field goal touchdowns, field goal touchdowns. It doesn't work at that in the NFL. Um, Darius Snyder, like I said before, he's getting his legs up again. You know, for a couple of weeks, you know, he's been looking lost out there. But, you know, for the past three games, he's been coming out with key plays, you know, fumble recoveries, forcing fumbles, punching the ball out. And, you know, the Forrest Buckner, you know, he's a, a force to be reckoned with alone as well, too. So, Ravens don't have a, a great protection uh, O line, so I feel like he's gonna make his, you know, his force be, you know, hurt out there when he when he's playing defense. So right there, I'm, I'm going with the Colts in this victory, you know, Monday night, because right now the Colts don't have many primetime games, so they want to show out the world like, yo, we deserve to have more primetime games this year. I think this year, well, I think we only have two, which is I'm I'm, I'm used to, you know, the Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck days, five to six in primetime games, <laughs> consistency. Consistently every single year. And right now we've been having two, three, <laughs> one. I'm like, this this kind of sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe Monday night the coach will show out and then the coach pulls the NFL like we're here to, you know, to be reckoned with and we deserve more primetime games. So, yes, I'm going with the coach this, this week. What do you guys have next week? 
Uh, well, like I said earlier, um, I, I got Carolina on this one. It's pretty much Eagles got to prove me wrong at this point. Um, I'm even in a pick em pool right now, and the only time I picked the Eagles to win was game one against Atlanta, and I was thinking, like, well, it's Atlanta. Like, it's, they only have Matt Ryan, and they don't have a great running back like they used to. They don't have Julio Jones. So I, that was the only time I picked the Eagles, and since the time Eagles faced the Cowboys, the Chiefs, <coughs> excuse me, and all everybody else, I picked against them because it's just it's pretty much a win-win for me. If when I pick against the Eagles in the pick 'em pool, if they beat the team that I picked for, then it's a win. You proved me wrong. All right, cool. I, I'm a fan. We got to win then. But if the team I picked beat the Eagles, all right, cool. Now I just got to win in my column for the pick 'em pool, and I just bumped me up the rankings. So to me, it's a win-win. So as of right now, Carolina is playing really great football. Um, Sam Darnold, like I've been saying this since he came in, I think Sam Darnold's gonna be a really good quarterback. It's just he's with the Jets. It's hard, it's hard to be a great quarterback when you're with the Jets. Like there's a lot of people that went to the Jets that were great and they just flopped. They just went nowhere. Santonio Holmes, great receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, goes to New York Jets. Never heard of him again. So um, Sam Darnold's actually been having a couple 300-yard games, a couple rushing touchdowns, too, with that uh, uh, read option that they've been doing. And McCaffrey actually seen that they were facing us. And since he's been injured, the report was saying that he wants to come back to face us because he knows that he can gain so much yardage on the uh, Eagles' defensive line because we've been giving up so many rushing yards. Even he said, I know I can gain uh, at least 100 yards on one leg. And I don't doubt that he can. He'll probably get 100 yards plus 100 receiving yards on top of that. So he'll probably have like 200 scrimmage yards overall. So I don't doubt that. So at this point, Eagles got to prove me wrong. They got to step up. They got to be more aggressive. Um, Nick Seriani, he's just got to just – and I know that a lot of it I've been hearing too is this new analytics thing that's been going around in sports. Like, oh, numbers say this, numbers say that. Yeah, there's a certain time you use numbers, and there's a other time you have to use your gut feeling because your gut feeling is going to go against the numbers. Numbers are not always right. The numbers are just showing you, yeah, it can happen at this point. You have a good at making in this play, but it's not telling you it's guaranteed. It's just telling you it's a good idea. Like that's they have to stop this whole analytic thing. It's just it's destroying baseball because every uh coach or manager that's running baseball or football now has analytics and the people who are running analytics are not doing really great jobs because well numbers say we have to run this play so we can't go with this passing play then they wonder why they get stuffed for a four-yard loss on a running play on third and five it's just like it's just as skip Phillips would say it's asinine as i know that's kevin's boy right there so i have to put a little skip Bayless touch in there oh <laughs> but um yeah as of right now uh philadelphia has to has to step up and prove me wrong. I got Carolina in this one. All right. Cool. Damn, so how are you going to start the, the year one and four? My goodness, man. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Like, they went four wins when uh, Wentz was there or last year and stuff like that, and they went four wins with Andy Reid's last year. So I've seen it already. I've been through it. And, like, I know Philly fans are so depressed about it, but it's like, come on, we've been through this already, like, twice, like, We've been there already. Like, get over it. It's like just suck, like suck it up already, and just deal with the season's giving you. All right. So we're gonna head part, you know, towards you know, uh, we do a quick recap of how everything went last week. So last week was the Jaguars and Bengals. Bengals won twenty four to twenty one. That was a pretty good Ooh. game. Um, Joy Burrow, you know, he, he's definitely showing that you know he's definitely you know 
an up and coming young quarterback, and he definitely knows shit like he's clutch. And them getting Jamar Chase definitely changed that offense and gave him that continuity that he had at LSU. So right there, you know, that was great. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, Urban Meyer's too busy grinding up on women <laughs> at the bar instead of coaching his team. So, you know, that's a topic for another day. But what's your thoughts on that game? <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh my god. Yeah, that was actually um I was I was actually really a, a really good game because I saw the highlights from it and um I actually had the Bengals to win that game in the pick and pull, which is uh, uh Burrow came in with the clutch. So thank you, Burrow. I appreciate that. And um I remember I was talking to somebody and uh I was asking, Oh, who are you gonna pick for for this week? And they were like, you know what, I'm gonna go with the Jaguars, it's gonna be an upset. And I was like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence hasn't shown me anything that he's willing to win like that. So I'm just going to stick with Burrow. And then last time I remember looking at the score, it was Jags 14-0. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I did pick the wrong team. Then my friend ended up texting me. He goes, I hope you didn't put money on this game so it looks like they're going to lose. I was like, yeah, well, that's life of nature. So let's see what happens. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, looked at the score. They won by three. And I was like, whoo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for that W. And I remember texting my friend a little gift of uh, Simpson flipping into the end zone saying congratulations. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I was like, you were saying that they were going to lose. And so I'm so glad I did not listen to you. I'm never going to listen to you ever again. <laughs> All right. Coach and Dolphins, I already talked about that game. What's your thoughts on that game? Uh, like you were saying, I, it was – I. Well, Andrew Luck – or not Andrew Luck, I'm – Wow, I don't know why I said Angela. Uh, Carson Wentz, um, he played very good. Like he played just like how he played in Philadelphia, 70, uh, 70 completion uh, ratings all the time. And I know not every Eagles fan is crazy about Carson Wentz, but I think we let him go at the wrong time. And for him to, to be let go out for one bad season is just asinine. And it's just showing what he's actually accomplishing in Indianapolis, although the record doesn't show it. But his stats, like you pointed out before, are definitely showing it. He's taking care of the football more, and that's something that he definitely did with Frank Wright. And I kind of wish Wentz would have stayed here with Sirianni and learned all that stuff. But, again, he played really great. He had two touchdowns, no turnovers. Like you're saying, that's the biggest thing. Like people kept saying, he kept turning the ball over. He held it in and no turnovers, two touchdowns, 200-yard game, got the game win. Like that's what he needed. And since he got that feel, I think he's going to be on that role. And who knows? He could surprise with the Ravens um, getting that W against the Ravens. But um, Dolphins, I don't know. Like, I, I always feel like they always have a good free agency. And then when the season comes around, like the free agencies never live up to the potential. So it's um, they had to pick up good acquisitions for defense and the offense and good drafting. But um, I don't know what's up with their quarterback situation with Tua being out and stuff. And I don't even know who's quarterback or Jacoby Brissett actually quarterbacking for them now and he's kind of up and down and he had an okay game and against uh indianapolis and uh overall in that game it was it was good for Wentz. i was actually happy for Wentz to get that w i know a lot of eagles fans are like oh i want him to keep losing but i want him to keep winning just because it just shows like you're saying he's a warrior and he's a true winner all right moving on to the next game i'm not gonna lie it's getting to the point that i i really really feel bad for the Falcons fans because they were up, I think, what, a touchdown or a two going to the fourth quarter and Washington came back and Falcons blew another fourth quarter big lead. My goodness. Tom Brady cursed them for life. My goodness. I truly feel bad for the Falcons. <laughs> but kudos to the Washington making a comeback. But if you're the Falcons and they're up big in the fourth quarter, you're going to make a comeback. 
that is guaranteed. What's your thoughts? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, again, I had the Falcons to win uh, during that game, and I saw they were up the whole time. I was like, yeah, it's great. They're up the whole time. And then as soon as fourth quarter came, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like you were saying, Tom Brady legit cursed them. Like, dude, I, like they could, they're still reliving that Super Bowl time when they just blew that, like, what, three touchdown lead or something like that they had at the halftime. Like, they completely blew it, and now they're blowing it in every fourth quarter since then. Like, <laughs> I believe – I actually believe – now, don't quote me on this. I don't know if it's true or not, but from from what they were saying, I believe, like, they actually have hold the most blown fourth quarters since that Super Bowl. Oh, that, that's, that's a fact. Uh, okay, so I, I, that is a fact then. I wasn't too sure because I remember hearing it, but then people were saying, oh, it's not true. So I'm glad that's actually factual because from how they're playing, it's really bad. Like, I don't know why they kept Matt Ryan. I, don't, I was surprised they even kept him. They should just got rid of him and dropped to someone else. But they know what they're doing. All right, next game. Um, not really much to say. Bills just straight dominated Texans. Um, right now, I still don't know what the hell they're doing with Deshaun Watson. Right now, they're just having the shelf, just collecting dust right now. And Bills destroyed the Texans. Not really much to say there. Just, yeah, not much to say. Well, Eagles want Deshaun Watson. What is that? That's a big surprise. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, uh, Bill's straight annihilation. I don't even think Texans had a touchdown in that game. Not even worth talking about. <laughs> um, Lions and Bears. Bears won 24-14. Uh, Matt Nagy, you know, about time called a good game for Justin Fields. Justin Fields showed out. Bears had a good game. But, you know, the divisional games are usually, you know, those are usually close games, but Bears, you know, beat them by 10, and huh, it's the Lions. None of us does suspect. Cool. All right, Bears. Yeah. Uh, I actually feel bad for Jared Goff. Like, <laughs> um, him being with the L.A. Rams to a Super Bowl and stuff like that, then getting traded for Matthew Stafford and going to Detroit, and now being 0-4 or 0-3 or whatever they are right now. It's I actually feel pretty bad for the guy, but yeah, like you're saying, Matt Nagy actually called an actually, like, game-manageable game for Justin Fields and stuff like that because Justin Fields kind of, like, reminds me of uh, Jalen Hurts, a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be an elite quarterback. Again, he's young. We have a lot more to see from him. So let's hope the future plays out because we need a lot more exciting quarterbacks in this league. But um, overall in that game, I thought the Bears did pretty good and their defense are always solid. Uh, Panthers and Cowboys. Cowboys definitely dominated this game, but who knows if, you know, Christian McCarthy would have played. It would have been a different outcome. But Cowboys right now, they're definitely running right now. Um, I would say that for the past few years, they drafted fantastic. They know I think no team has drafted better than them. Maybe besides the Saints and possibly you know the Colts after that. But the, the Cowboys are you know up there when it comes to drafting. And right now, I think it's come together. You know, kudos to them. But as always, when the Cowboys shine high, eventually they're gonna crash down burning. And right now, but good for the Cowboys. You know, good good win against a uh, definitely good opponent. Uh yeah. Um. I know uh, not again. I don't. I'm pretty sure not every Philly fan wants to hear this, but maybe Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman need to take some advice from Jerry Jones on how to draft linebackers and defensive ends and all that stuff. Because the only great person we drafted was Fletcher Cox, and that's not even working out now. So yes, they have drafted very well, especially in the linebacker core. They always had great linebackers from uh, Nate Nugent, from uh, Sean Lee to. Uh, to the uh, Michael Persons that's with them now and everything, and then the, the kid from Notre Dame that they drafted a couple of years ago. Um, it's just uh, Jalen Smith. Um, he's He's been a, a tremendous stud, too, and it just shows that they know how to draft. And, again, yeah, kudos to them. you got to give credit where credit's due. 
All right, next game, Browns and Vikings. Browns, uh, from what I reported today, Baker Mayfield has a torn minor torn labor on his shoulder. Mm. That's not that's not good. It was definitely this is definitely an ugly game, but Browns right now they're they're showing how to win close games, which is you know definitely a good thing for them. And if Baker Mayfield continues to play, I think he's gonna make that shoulder worse. Mind you, Angela had that same injury and he was out for the whole year. If this is tough because if Browns keep winning, he's gonna probably stick it out. But if the Browns go to a losing streak, you're gonna have to shut down Baker because you don't want you want Baker to be a, a long term, not a short term. Because Browns literally just came up for the past two years. They've been a complete shit show for the past 50 years. Yeah. It sucks for them. But as of right now, Browns are showing they can win close games. Good, good for them. Yeah. Um I, I agree with you. I think um, right now you would have to – I would see what's actually the outcome for Baker. I would get more tests and see how long it would be for him to sit out and everything. And I would actually shut him down right now because, like you said, you don't want him to do the same thing Andrew Luck did and then blow out his shoulder. And then it's another career-ending early injury for another surprisingly young quarterback and stuff like that. And um, I was actually uh, – happy for the Browns to get this win because, um, again, like you're saying, they've been horrible for the past 50 years, never had a quarterback, like 20 different quarterbacks in like 50 years. It's just ridiculous. And to now they finally hit Baker Mayfield. I know everyone was skeptical about him coming out at first. They were like, oh, my God, he's probably going to be like another Johnny Menzel. But he proved he's not. He just has a little more childish sense of humor, which we all can relate to. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was an ugly win, but a win's a win. So And they're showing how to win, and their record proves it. Ooh, the, the, a good, you know, chime, good, good win against the Saints. Um, Dan, Danny Dimes, 400 yards. Holy shit. And one thing, uh, Barkley came out. This, this is his coming out game, you know, since his big injury. Definitely, definitely, you know, I think well, over 100 uh, purpose, 100 purpose yards and that overtime win. Ooh, <laughs> that was nice. And I'm happy for Bob Barkley. Uh, there were times that I'm not going to lie, I counted him out because, you know what I mean? Like, it was easy to play against the Giants. Just you know, put an eight man front and just stop Barkley and have Danny Dines beat you. And Danny Dines did his thing and Barkley did his thing. And right now, if Danny Dines can keep this up, maybe he's possible the franchise quarterback for the Giants. And Barkley coming out, kudos to you. I'm I'm happy for you. Now that's what I wanted. I'm sorry. Do you say that Danny Dines can possibly be a franchise quarterback? Who knows? Who knows? Is this is this the same guy that blew an 80 yard run against the Eagles because he tripped over his own two feet? Is, it, is that the same one we're talking about right now? Change man, uh, you're your new man. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, you got to get credit where credit is due. Um, Daniel Jones has shown that he has, he is capable of them games. Like in his rookie year, he had, he had. Therefore, just shown that he's consistent at that. Like we'll have like a hundred yard, a couple two hundred yard games. Then once in a while, he'll have a 300-yard game, 400-yard game. Then it's back to, like, six 200-yard games. So it's um, – if he'd be more consistent than that and actually keep them stats up, then, yeah, I, I can see him being a franchise quarterback. And he knows how to put them them uh, them balls on a dime. He proved it against us a couple of times. But, um, yeah, I was actually happy for Saquon, too, to be back because I know – he has that reputation right now. He's one of those power backs, and that's not going to last long. He's only going to last like four or six years till he's like on another team. And um, I think he just needs to like talk to Adrian Peterson and take the same regimen Adrian Peterson did and just work the same schedule he did because Adrian, Adrian Peterson proved that he can be older as he is and still hold a thousand yard game. All right, next game Jets and Titans. I'm not even going to talk about that. 
Move on. I can't, I, can't, I can't believe Tennessee let that happen. Damn I'm, you, I'm, Tennessee. I'm That's all on. I got to say. I'm moving on. All I got to say. <laughs> Damn you, Tennessee. Could have um, just took it a tie, but no. Chiefs the Eagles, you already talked about it. Chiefs, you know. That's a real Holmes. What can I say? Yeah. Five touchdowns. It, it, was, it was a close game at one point, but that, that defense you guys have is truly atrocious. Um, Kansas City just put it. Was, it, it was like a struggle 42 points they gave you. It wasn't an easy 42 points. It, it was like, yeah. It's like they didn't even like they tried, you know. What I mean, like it wasn't, you know, how ah, at one point it was it was definitely a close game, but Eagles just yeah. the Chiefs just blew it off the window. All right, moving on to the Cardinals and Rams game. This game right here, Cardinals are here. They're a true, true, true team. Cardinals is scary as of right now, the scariest team in the NFL. Right as of right now, I'm saying right now, the the best team in the NFL. Kyle Lamori has figured out how to you know play the NFL. Um, him having Hopkins has elevated, you know, them to uh, another atmosphere. And Texans, wow, you gave up one of the best receivers in the game, and this is what you did. You made jar the Cardinals into a juggernaut. And right now, this is the best Cardinals team since 2008, and that was a Super Bowl you know, contending team. Rams, you know, they just they just played uh, against a good team, man. I, I'm yeah. not too worried about the Rams. The Rams will be back, you know, what next week. I mean, tonight actually, but. Definitely Cardinals, best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, uh, I agree. Cardinals are definitely the best and scariest team, like you were saying. And um, like you were saying with the Rams, they have nothing to be ashamed about. They just lost to a better team. And Matthew Stafford has actually been playing lights out since he went from Detroit to L.A. And it just shows that people were giving up in Detroit where people were giving up on Stafford. And Stafford wanted a new change. He got a new change. And he's just rubbing it in Detroit's face saying, see, it wasn't me this whole time. You just had to give me weapons that you never gave me. He has a running game. He has receivers now. I'm actually happy for Stafford to be there. Um, Kyler Murray, he's Russell Wilson 2.0. That's like every time I see him play, he reminds me of Russell Wilson. He's he's probably even going to be better than Russell Wilson in the career. If the way he keeps going, he's going to be – a combination of Russell Wilson and Michael Vick. Like, that's a scary combination. All right, well, with the next game, Seahawks and 49ers. One thing about the 49ers, I'm going to say this, Jimmy G cannot stay healthy to save his goddamn life. And <laughs> as of right now, it's, it's time to go to Trevor, Trevor Lance. I mean, I mean, Trey Lance. Right? As of right now, like, you know what you get from Jimmy G. He's going to play a solid two games and he's going to be out for a calf injury, ankle injury. Like, he's he just an injury-prone quarterback. You know, it's time to say, like, when Jimmy's healthy, you know, he does play, you know, he's a good quarterback. I mean, granted, he does turn up the ball a lot, but, you know, for some reason, mm-hmm. the 49ers tend to win a lot when Jimmy G is healthy. But Russell Wilson was, you know, he was a healthy quarterback. They won that game. Um, definitely a good divisional game. As of right now, the NFC West, my God, this is a crazy division. You know, you got the Rams, you know, a comeback team. You got the Cardinals, yeah. best team in the NFL. You know what I mean? The Seahawks are always there contending. And then you have the 49ers with that great defense. Like, this is a crazy, you know, NFC West. And, Yep. What's your thoughts? Um, yeah, NFC West was actually the laughing stock of the NFL at one time because remember the Seahawks and the Cardinals or whoever in that division would get in the wild card at a seven and nine record. And like they were a laughing stock, and now they're probably one of the scariest divisions to go up against. And um it was what more can you say? It was just uh Jimmy G has to stay healthy. He's never really healthy, and I kind of have a feeling sooner or later if Mark Jones. Uh, from uh, New England doesn't work out. We're probably going to see Jimmy G back in New England because we have a a lot of history with New England players leaving from New England and then coming back to New England because they go to somewhere and they're not good as they once were, and then they go back to New England and all of a sudden they're magically good again. So 
Jimmy G has to stay healthy. And, um, yeah, he's I, – I would put Trey Lance. And Jimmy G just – I don't think it's going to work out for Jimmy right. G there. Moving on to the Packers and Steelers game. Right now, I'm going to say this about the Steelers. Big Ben is done. He cannot throw the ball. But his arm is completely shot out. He, right now, he, he is shooting pebbles right now. There's no rock along that's coming out. It's pure pebbles coming out of his arm. Right now, he can't even throw the ball 30, 40 yards right now. What he do is that's a 10-yard pass. And right now, the Steelers should have let go of Big Ben during the offseason and let him go. And people who know me, I am not a big fan of Big Ben. I I don't I just like that man with a passion. I won't say why, but we all know why. <clears throat> Two charges. But anyways, Packers, since that one, that – Oh, man. Packers, you know, <laughs> stunk up that game against the Saints. They have came back with three straight wins. And I was talking shit at one time. You know, Aaron Rodgers, oh, he doesn't care anymore. Right now, whoo. That man, whoo, Packers, they look like a scary team coming up. What's your thoughts on that game? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, like, just like you were saying, Packers are a scary team that are going to be coming up with Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, really not much to say. Like, you you pretty much just hit every nail on the head that I could ever say about that game. Like, you just took every word out of my mouth right now. We're not game of the week. Buccaneers and Patriots, you know, that was definitely an emotional game. But Tom Brady, you know, who, who was, you know, won the sixth-round pick, won six Super Bowls. He's been winning Super Bowls for the Patriots since I was 11 years old to I was, what, I think 20 years old. Like, that's a crazy stat. And that was definitely crazy. a good game. It came down to the last wide with the, um, the triple kicker missing the, the triple kick to win the game. Typical fashion, you know. They, they won Super Bowls with Tom Brady field goals. They lost against him missing the field goal. How coincidence is that? And it was uh, – I read on online the other day that after the game, um, Bill Belichick went to the Bucks locker room to have a, a one-on-one chat with Tom Brady for, I think, 20 or almost half an hour. So right now, that shows, you know, they don't need to talk about it in, the, in the media. Hey, you know, all oh, this happened, this happened. It's genuine love behind the scenes, how it should be. We don't need to worry about, you know, oh, are they really talking? Are they really beefing? It's not of our concern. And they right there show you, if you're going to talk to for half an hour after a game, and you've been together for 20 years, there's genuine yeah. love. You know, you've probably seen them as, you know, a godfather figure in his life, something you know major, you know what I mean? That's something you're never going to let go. 20 years is something you don't let go with somebody. Especially when he has so much success. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Brady's actually showing who's uh, winning that divorce battle right now with, uh, with that last championship win. But, um, yeah, like you were saying, it was definitely an emotional game uh, for them. And for Belichick to – everyone knows how much Belichick is. Like, he always takes him as a serious guy. He's, like, never heartwarming. He doesn't care about anything. But for him to take time out of, out of his way just to go see to Brady – talk to him for 20, 30 minutes and stuff. It just shows you the genuine love that they do have for each other. Like, it, it just shows that the media probably just blew it out of proportion saying these guys are beefing and stuff like that when really they're really not. It was just like, hey, it's just time to move on. It was just great 20-year run. We got six championships together, but it's time to go. It's time to move on. Like, and I think that's what they both needed. And, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely an emotional game. And uh, it's going to be interesting if we ever uh, – see them in a Super Bowl together. <laughs> All right, last game, Monday night, it was the Chargers versus Raiders. Chargers won that game. They were at home. The divisional game. Justin Herbert is definitely the future of the NFL. That's facts right there. Um, Justin Herbert, he's a stud. Um, I remember when he was coming out of Oregon and stuff, he was one of the top quarterbacks I think we were looking at grabbing. I think during the time, the same draft that Jalen Hurts was coming out in, I believe. Mm-hmm. He was in that exact same draft or somewhere around in that area. But um, I remember him being one of the top uh, quarterbacks we were looking at. I remember watching his tapes. I was like, this kid's actually pretty good. Like, he's showing something. Like, you don't know what it is, but you know it's there. 
And um, and now he's showing it. And this year, he's just showing it like, hey, I'm I'm here to stay, and I'm I'm going to be a future contender here. All right. So now we're towards the end of the show where we're going to give up the week five predictions. We're going to go quick and easy. So we have oh tonight's game, Rams and Seahawks. I got the Rams in this game. Who do you have? I got Rams. All right. Next game is Jets and Falcons. <laughs> oh my! That's a coin God. toss. I'm I'm going with the Jets in this one. Two weeks in a row, back to back. Let's go, baby. I actually got the Falcons in this one. <laughs> well, this is a good yeah. game. Uh, Packers and Bengals. Um, old school versus new school. But I got the Packers winning this game. I'm gonna stick with the Bengals on this one. Mm. So girls been playing pretty nice. All right, next one: Lions and Vikings. <laughs> it ain't a prime time game. I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, I got the Vikings on that one too. Broncos and Steelers. Big Ben <laughs> is shot out. I'm going with the Broncos in this game. Yeah, Terry Bridgewater's been playing solid. I got him. Dolphins and Buccaneers. Um, I'm going with the Buccaneers in this game. Yeah, you can't count out Brady. Buccaneers. This is a, might be a good game. Saints and, uh, Saints and Washington. I'm going to Saints in this game. Yeah, uh, I have Saints on that one, too. Eagles and Panthers. Yeah. If, if Christian McCarthy plays, I'm going with the Panthers. Well, everybody knows how I feel on that subject. <laughs> <laughs> we got Titans and uh, Urban Meyer, who likes to grind on the women in the bar. I'm going with <laughs> Urban Meyer with the grind. Uh, <laughs> Let's go, Jags. Oh, man. Oh, I, I got to go with the Titans. I got to go with Titans. <laughs> we got Patriots and the Texans. Texans got beaten up last year with 40 points. I feel like the Patriots will come back with a, a good win and uh, win by 24 points in this game. Yeah, Patriots got that on a lot. Uh, Bears and Raiders. Raiders had a tough loss last week. I'm thinking I'm to bounce back, and I'm going with the Raiders. Oh, that's a tough one. I kind of want to pick the for an upset, but – Knowing how Gruden is, yeah, he's he's going to come back stronger after that loss. So I got the Raiders. All right, we got Browns and Chargers. It's definitely a good game, but I'm going with the Chargers in this one. Oh, yeah, Herbert. He's the future. Divisional game, NFC East. Giants and Cowboys. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Oh, I'm shit. going with the Giants. Oh, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, man, he's you're going with the ultimate upset. <laughs> well, I'm an Eagles fan. I don't even know if I'm allowed to pick one right now. Uh, <laughs> um, I got to go with the Cowboys. That that linebacking course is phenomenal. All right. Uh, whew, definitely good divisional game. 49 the Cardinals. As of right now, uh, Trey Lance is the first start against a, a great team right now. I'm going with the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. Ooh, AFC Championship rematch. Bills and Chiefs. Hmm. Chiefs at home. I'm going with the Chiefs winning this game. Oh, again, I would like to go with the Bills for an upset, but you can't count Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, Chiefs. And Monday night game, I already got my prediction. Colts and Ravens, what do you have? For this one, it's um, it's it's more of uh, Colts got to prove me uh, wrong on this one just because of the previous thing, so I got the Ravens. Wow, okay. I'm you're, sorry. You're going to get back on this show again. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Todd, thank you for being on the show. Definitely appreciate it. Um, before we end the show, where can they follow you at? You can follow me at uh, TM Catering 8591 on Instagram. And also, guys, comment below and let me know what you guys thought of, you know, how the Colts did last week, how the Eagles did. Um, thoughts on your recap and also give us your predictions for next week. And please hit the subscribe button. And this is Culture Sports.